Welcome to the long and short of the week ahead, a production of Horizon SLJ Capital that takes a look at the macroeconomic themes of the week ahead and has been recorded for professional investors. My name is Matt Jones, Head of Distribution for Horizon SLJ Capital, and I'm joined today by Neil Staines, Senior Portfolio Manager. Welcome back, Neil. It's great to have you here with us again. Thanks very much, Matt. Great to be here. Over the last week, we've obviously seen a heightened geopolitical risk, especially in light of the tragic events that are evolving on the continent. We've seen heightened volatility in markets. As you look into the week ahead, and as you're thinking about this as a portfolio manager, what are you seeing from a data perspective and how central banks are reacting to the current environment from uh, from an inflation and growth perspective? Yeah, thanks very much, Matt. I mean, you know, uh, next week, uh, is a huge week uh, for financial markets on a number of levels, um, uh, encompassing all of those points. Uh, you know, from a geopolitical standpoint, volatility remains extremely high. Uh, the situation in the Ukraine is clearly uh, front of mind from a geostrategic uh, and importantly humanitarian perspective, uh, with global ramifications uh, through energy and commodity supplies. Now, huge uncertainties remain, particularly for energy or commodity dependent countries uh, and those in close proximity to events. Uh, as they unfold. And over the course of next week, um, uh, intensification uh, of financial market tensions is the core focus of markets, uh, but it's not clear that risks are only in a negative direction. Uh, However, the issue uh, itself likely means uh, a more intense focus for market participants uh, throughout the week. Uh, We also get a raft of data, uh, as you say, uh, to compete for the headlines next week. Uh, Retail sales data from Europe, Australia, uh, broader Asia uh, for January are likely to give an indication of the rebound in consumer activity after a very weak December globally uh, as Omicron uh, curtailed movement and demand. Uh, now, we've seen the US data for January. That was very strong. Uh, we've seen the data for the UK. That was quite strong, although net-net still lower uh, when you combine December and January. Uh, so it will be a key week, really, to uh, kind of gauge Europe uh, and Asia and how they fit into the spectrum uh, of growth at this stage. Uh, We also get China PMI data uh, for uh, February uh, and manufacturing and services ISM uh, for the US, uh, as well as the all-important US employment report for February at the end of the week. Uh, Now, after a period where first inflation uh, and by extension, uh, a heightened debate around uh, the monetary reaction function uh, and then the Ukraine situation have dominated the headlines, Uh, and market sentiment and therefore price action, Uh, we expect the data next week to go towards a renewed focus back on growth. Uh, Not just growth, but what we see as wide, if not widening, near-term growth differentials, uh, at least in terms of the long-term equilibrium level of growth. And then finally, it's also important to note that behind the uncertainties of volatility uh, of recent geopolitics uh, and rate curve dynamics, Uh, the global economic backdrop is more encouraging from our perspective, certainly a reduced COVID impact and therefore uh, reduced risk premium, uh, particularly important in the EM space. Uh, And this continues to support our more glass half full view uh, of the global economy. And so lastly, bringing this all together, geopolitics, inflation, risk pricing and growth, uh, next week will also bring our attention back uh, to central bank reaction functions. Uh, With the Reserve Bank of Australia and Bank of Canada meetings, Uh, as well as the ECB minutes from the January meeting uh, and uh, Fed Chair Powell's semi-annual testimony to Congress, uh, we get a broad commentary uh, on relative uh, rate paths. 
For us, there are two important factors uh, at the current juncture that drive central banks' ability to hide rate, hike rates given the current uncertainty. Firstly, the level of accommodation relative to pre-pandemic levels. And secondly, and perhaps most significantly, as we discuss in this week's blog, uh, the amount of underlying growth uh, that can absorb uh, the, the heightened inflation at the moment. So for now, uh, the US and likely therefore the dollar stand out uh, on both fronts. Uh, but I think it's going to be a very interesting week next week for us. Thank you, Neil. Uh, an interesting week indeed ahead in the markets. In the meantime, we have the weekend. I feel I don't really need to ask perhaps what you got your eye on over the weekend, because I know it's something that you've been looking forward to for a number of weeks now. So I'll hand over to you. Um, if you can just outline, what are you going to be keeping your eye on over the weekend? Absolutely. Yeah, thanks, Matt. You kind of preempted it there, I'm sure. Uh, we do have a full premiership calendar. Uh, and of course, uh, Chelsea versus Liverpool uh, in the EFL Cup final, the first uh, domestic silverware of the season. Uh, but for me, this weekend is all about Six Nations rugby. It's Scotland, France kicking off uh, on Saturday afternoon. And then the big game uh, of the weekend, uh, England versus Wales on Saturday afternoon, uh, topped off with the island Italy. It's all wide open for this year's tournament uh, and it should be great fun. And I, for one, am very much looking forward to it. Absolutely. Uh, I think it's going to be an action-packed weekend and uh, I am also very much looking forward to uh, to the rugby with you. Well, Neil, thank you once again for joining us uh, and for outlining your thoughts on the week ahead. We look forward to catching up with you again next week. Thanks very much, Matt. It's been a pleasure. Information, data and views were accurate as at the time of recording. The views expressed by presenters are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of Horizon SRJ Capital, Horizon Capital or the Intesa San Paolo Group. The information and opinions contained in this recording are for information purposes only and do not purport to be full or complete. The recording is directed at professional investors only and is not intended for and should not be relied upon by other investors. Information in this recording does not constitute an offer to buy, sell or the solicitation of any offer to buy or sell securities and or any derivatives.